It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 169. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, letter from the producer, live, part 52, illustrated Shadowbringers countdown, explore the dungeons of Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, pre-orders for the Hori Tactical Assault Commander F-14 have begun, join us for Duty Commenced, episode 30th on June 21st, Introducing new worlds to the European Data Center. Journey's Final Fantasy XIV arrangement album is now available. Ticket sales for the Eorzean Symphony concert in Japan begin June 21st. We watch Spider-Man and the guy that took down Cosby in warrior training. E3 Famitsu interview with Yoshida. Some reminders, some fan tweets, but first let's shoot the shit. Hey Ruby, what's going on? Hi, Yelta. Hi. I thought I thought I'd make you giggle with the guy that took down Cosby the guy that took for down Hannibal Cosby. Burris. If people aren't aren't aware, Hannibal Burris years ago, he's a comedian on stage, did a set about how Bill Cosby did his thing, and I think people knew it, but they did. They kind of like turned their their eyes from it, maybe like. You know, some people really knew it. There were people who were like, yeah, we heard about it in Hollywood, and the rest, you know, didn't know. But when he started using this as part of his comedy act, I think some people were like, yeah, that did happen to me. And some people were like, did that really happen? Or was was Bill Cosby really doing those kind of things? And uh, it snowballed. So, yeah, Hannibal Barris. There you go. But now he's playing Shadowbringers. I'm not super familiar with him. I've seen him on... Uh, well, he's memed a lot. Yeah, he's memed a lot, and I think I've seen him on a show on like Adult Swim or something, but I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. He's I've seen him around. Yeah, he's on the uh, that Eric Andre show, I believe, um, and uh, that that gets memed mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, pretty funny. I'm seeing some some cute Shadowbringers <laughs> memes. In fact, I just saw a meme uh, that was tweeted out, and it was about Battle for Azeroth. Versus Final Fantasy XIV, which kind of leads me into something I had been hearing rumors about, and I think you heard the same, Yelta, was that uh, Battle for Azeroth, or or really World of Warcraft, uh, is thinking of doing something around the 27th, so very soon, and around the time of Shadowbringers Early Access launch, uh, and people are speculating that it may be those that are currently subbed to WoW may get early access to the classic beta. Um, they may be allowed into the classic WoW beta. And uh, this is uh, this is the, the battle going on right now. Uh, Blizzard versus Square Enix. But it's kind of good. I mean, if, the, if Blizzard is really targeting marketing campaigns to rival Final Fantasy XIV, that means Blizzard sees fourteen as a rival. Well, and rightfully and, so. And just from looking at the the Googles, uh, World of Warcraft's next patch is Rise of Azshara something that launches June twenty fifth. So I don't know how long that's been scheduled, but that's definitely lined up to you know maybe pull some attention away from the early access of fourteen on the twenty eighth, right? Very possibly. Uh, I've heard some negative comments about that that patch already from those that are in the know. Um, but I don't know enough about WoW to give a heads up or a, yeah, that looks like it sucks. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just looking uh, again on this, this site and there's people who are like, all the comments on this uh, Polygon article are like, 
yo, it's Shadowbringers for me. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh just a lot of a lot of Shadowbringers hype is going on right now. In fact, I think the the community is just really is really dying for Shadowbringers. I I just see a lot of weird tweets. Well, we talked about the toilet account a couple weeks back and that was start of like I think the descent into madness where people were just I need Shadowbringers. Um I I saw today they had posted on the official Facebook the 360 view of uh Calusia, which is the um Kind of the mirror, if you will, of Lenosia um, for the first shard. And the comments were ridiculous. Totally asinine. Uh, comments were, why does the zone look washed out? Why does it look so bright? Why are the colors so faded? Also, this zone looks like 2.0. Um, why, does this, why does this look like reused assets? Um, for the video itself, like, why is the, why is the compression so bad? Um, we're talking about a Facebook mm-hmm. picture, by the, the way. That 360, 360 thing, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Which looks pretty badass, but, you know, yeah, it's, this is not, you know, the game's probably going to look better than this. This is just a 360 for Facebook. Yeah, this, this isn't your high-end computer, yeah. so... Yeah, just it, it just it's Facebook though. It's like reading the YouTube comments. It's just not a good idea. But there's a lot right, of positive ones too. They're like, I love how the expansion's looking, and you know that kind of thing. Well, you know, speaking of popularity, the game has gotten very popular. Not with me. I haven't played it all, but but for <laughs> other people, Final Fantasy fourteen has been very popular because those cues. Oh my goodness, I've been hearing a lot about queues, and every world is, like, congested right now. Mm-hmm. Like, tons of congested worlds. Everybody is ready for Shadowbringers. And we're going to talk about the marketing. We're going to talk about Spider-Man. We're going to talk about um, the, just the campaign and things and what they're doing. But whether you think it's a hit or a miss, um, they're working hard to put Shadowbringers on the billboards, on the TV screens, everywhere. And I think Shadowbringers is going to be very, very good for Final Fantasy XIV. I think Square Enix is going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, I did look at... I'm not going to say I didn't log in. I did log in. I, I did. I did a couple of things. Nothing major. Um, but one thing I did look at, although it was not in-game... It was part of the game. It was a machinist simulator. That's right. We have a 5.0 machinist simulator that is out on the web for you to use. Don't expect you to see a machinist on the screen. You're not. You're just hitting buttons. But you can assign your key presses. There's lots of these things out there where you assign your hot buttons. Mm-hmm. And then you can like do the things and it will tell you what your DPS is. Of course, these are with the potencies that are not right. Yeah. Um. They've tried to implement things from the E3 build. People were coming out of E3 with lots of info. Uh, apparently, drill was increased from 400 to 700 potency, and there were a couple other changes. Um, drill also doesn't like add to the heat gauge. There, there were a few other changes that happened to Machinist, and you know, go to the Machinist Reddit or Discords. They'll, they'll tell you all about it. But yeah, like again, chomping at the bit sort of situation. People are coming up with simulators, all kinds of things to keep themselves engaged 
uh, while waiting for Shadowbringers. I'm excited. We're um, really just about a week away from uh, from early access. We're recording on Wednesday. Um, by next Friday, hello, nurse. We are here. <laughs> I'll be motorboating that oh, sexy yeah. nurse. Sorry, I was thinking about uh, Animaniacs for a second. Um, yeah, there we are. But uh, that's that's really all I know. Life is good, Yelta. I don't know what else to say. I mean, my, <laughs> is, my, is, my, the, for- is the hype still deep within you? Are you? Okay, so people may be concerned. Ruby, for the last few weeks, you've not been playing much Final Fantasy XIV. Where's your commitment to this game? Um, dude, I'm knee deep. Like, I'm still, <laughs> I'm in the Twitters, I'm in the Discords, I'm in everything. Um, it's partially work related just because I'm doing a lot of night stuff now. I, you know, you listeners know I got a new job a few months back and, um, I'm doing some like weekend and night stuff. It's not necessarily, uh, eight to five type work, but, uh, it's nice. It gets me out of the office and I'm in, I'm, um, excited and, and energized by, uh, by my new position. So that's all good. Uh, but I'm tired. It's like learning new things and stuff. So I come home and then I'm also spending time with my family and it, it just gets to a point. It's like, do I want to force myself to grind some more tomes for what really I don't have too many goals that are left, you know, um, or do I play with my son for a little bit till he gets sleepy and then grab the switch or, you know, I'm back on Dragon Quest 11. Um, shocked to hear probably that I did not finish 11 as much as I love Dragon Quest, but I, uh, wanted to take a break and do some other things and I'm back on it right now. I, I saw a leak today. I don't know if this is a true leak that there's a PlayStation 4, a PlayStation 4 copy of Dragon Quest 11 S, which is the new version that's supposed to be for Switch. And I'm going to be, like, kind of pissed that I didn't get the S version. But I would have had to wait, like, a year and a half or whatever it would be, even if it comes out on PS4. It still hadn't launched on Switch yet, I don't think. So, yikes. Anyway, um, I'm loving Dragon Quest Eleven. It's it's a fantastic franchise, and I'm, I'm glad Erdrick got into Smash Brothers. And Well, anyway, it's good. Video Game World is awesome. Did, my life is great. Did, I My hype is still up. Yeah, go ahead. Did you get uh, your your new promotional Black Chocobo? Did you find something to buy? Oh, no. Okay, so here's an, here's another issue that I've got. Well, um, did we did we add that in here? Is I don't that know even if it's here? on here anyway. But Lord, there was so much news, gang. Lots I told you when we started, I was like, I thought this might be a short episode tonight. <laughs> no. Uh, but there is a current campaign on Amazon that if you make a purchase in the video game category of 19.99 or more, you can get Black Chocobo DLC. Now, there's some some catches to it. The catch most people are having are that they're not finding the Black Chocobo DLC on a lot of items. Uh, I had a little bit of that issue because I was looking through video games and there were games I had in mind. And many of the games I had in mind did not have that that tag attached to it. And I've also heard from people who said that they had much, much difficulty even trying to get one after they bought something and Mm -hmm. then calling Amazon and and getting some pushback. My problem is that I want to buy Cuphead for Switch at $19.99. And I think because of E3, they reduced the price by three bucks. <laughs> so it doesn't qualify. So it doesn't qualify. Oh, no. And I think I'm going to give it until July 1st or whenever this campaign is set to expire the day before. If Cuphead does not uh, increase in price, I'm just going to go ahead and buy it and hope for the best. 
If it does increase in price, I'll buy it and I'll get my thing. I'm not going to die if I don't get a black mm-hmm. chocobo. If a listener wants to give me their black chocobo, I'm happy to take it. But uh, I, I uh, don't, I don't really care that that much about it. But what about you? Didn't you buy something? I already? actually, yeah, I, I also have a switch that I love, and mm-hmm. I had said a while ago I did play Final Fantasy twelve long ago, and I thought, oh man, it might be nice to. Uh, brush up on my final fantasy 12 so that's what i actually what i ordered and it arrived today so uh good you know i i it's, it was something i wanted anyway so that's good uh if people are super desperate people who are buying stuff from amazon are noticing they're getting a code people who don't play and they are posting them on reddit now you have to be fast but uh you know and i could see where you know i order stuff from amazon i could see where i could end up with another code here by the you know before the end of before the beginning of July, remember remember who your co-hosts yeah. are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so uh, well, and I don't buy time cards. I could buy a time card, but um, I pay six months of legacy. I think the time cards are actually cost me more, more expensive. Right? If you do the yeah. math, it's not worth it so, for me either. But usually, there's a game I want. Mm-hmm. So t- unfortunately, it didn't work on pre-orders. That's what I think was kind of like, damn, I you know pre-order something that comes out soon, but. God of War is up there. Our friend Taja bought God of War, and if you're interested in playing that game of the year, God of War, it's there. Uh, what really surprised me is Nier wasn't. I looked at Nier, Nier and I didn't count. see. I didn't. I didn't see that it count. I may search again a few times because I still need Nier before five point mm-hmm. one, so I can enjoy the twenty four man raid. So you're saying, like, like what would you play it on the PS4? Uh, near, yeah, I'd yeah. play it on PS4. Why not? I'm I'm actually moving further away from my PS4 mm-hmm. mainly because it's glued to the television set, and my son it can't be glued to one spot for mm-hmm. more than ten oh, yeah. seconds. Yeah. So oh. unless he's kind of sleepy or on the couch watching or eating or something yeah. like that, like even playing Dragon Quest Eleven, although it's cute and he loves the slimes, mm-hmm. so he will sit there and watch me fight slimes and things of that nature. He likes it. But not every game is gonna, you know, uh, take his interest in. So, well, it's, gonna uh, be, it's easier for a switch. And I can run around. Oh yeah. Well, and, that, it, and it's got to be shipped from Amazon, also. I think so. It can't be like some third party or whatever. Because I'm looking My right God. now near uh, on the PS4 does have the product alert that has the Shadowbringer sticker or icon. So. Oh really? Yeah. Yes, they. All right. Well, let me get it. Yeah. They might. The, they might. Now the PC online digital cord isn't, but it's that one's physical. I think I don't mind a physical yeah. copy. Yeah, I think a lot of people prefer physical copies of things. I that's another thing. I I answered somebody's questionnaire today. I was like, I have bought way more digital stuff in the last few years I than I have physical, and it's just because they're indie games and they're easy to click the button mm-hmm. and go for it, and you know. It is what it is. Yeah, as long fuck as Fuck Yelta. <laughs> what? Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, what were you say? No, I was going to say fuck. I've been talking so fuck. long about nothing. That was well, Final Fantasy XIV. I was just going to let you talk <laughs> from here on out. So. All right. Well, tell, tell us what you did, but you can I, continue your sentence. No, go ahead. No, I don't even remember what I was going to say. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, as long, as long as I know I can go re-download it, right? That's the only thing that would like make me not want to buy something digital would be like if... if for some reason it was somewhere I wouldn't be sure I could re-download it, but I don't even know what that would be anymore. Everything lets me delete and re-download stuff, so. Uh, I did play. I did play. I, uh, 
I had a couple more goals. As the listeners know, I did do my goal of getting everything to max levels. That was done. And I, my, the other thing I wanted to get done was to get all of the primal mounts, and I'm done with that too. So uh, the next thing I had that I wanted to do was get the Namazu earring. That's the only thing in the new event that I didn't have or couldn't get easily, right? Nothing else in there is um, unique. So I did get that. That's a hundred of those tomes. I But I ran a lot of Circus, Circus Tower and like Castrum, one of the Castrums. Uh, just leveling my last job up to 70. So I was pretty, I did the final push this week to get the, my earring. I might, I'm trying to decide if I grind up 50 more for my answers, orchestrian scroll, or just get people to come run the shit for me. So <laughs> mm. I'm not really fussed if I don't get it, but I never, like the night, I think the night everybody, not everybody, but the free company went and, and farmed some of that. I wasn't there. I was away, I think. So mm. I never got my answers to Orchestrian Scroll. So, and I do, I do like to have all the things. So, but if I don't get it during this event, and this event ends, I think, the end of next week before early access, doesn't it? I can't remember. I can't remember the dates on that, but it's, I could farm up 50 more, but I don't know. Or I could just get I've seen people day. with 100. And stuff already, and yeah. I'm 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 at a fat goose egg. I don't even care <laughs> well, about. It. I think the event is stupid. So. I, I don't really like it. I don't know why. The I feel like I I played a lot to get my hundred. You know that's a, that's a lot of circus towers. So I don't know. Kind of a lot of grinding for pretty much whatever. Well, that and I'm a little butthurt about some of the rewards, right? Mm-hmm. You know the beast tribe quest you know ooh, i got my whatever mount it kind of ticks me off they're like well or you could run a bunch of these and get it and it's like well that's the price for doing something else and the other one i kind of was cranky about was the the fish bucket that's a heaven's word fishing spot i think mm-hmm. just go fish it up that's kind of i was proud when i got mine because you can't even trade them you have to go do it yourself so Anyway, no, I think the event's stupid. Uh, well, good luck in people trying to get everything, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you ain't going to do it. Well, and that's the other thing. Some people are butthurt about the event, but you're not really meant to get everything on that list. If you've been super unlucky, I feel like it's, or you know, or whatever, I don't think you're supposed to get everything on the Moogles list. But uh, Make It Rain campaign is still going, so I've been trying to make sure and get in and do my... Um, fashion report anything for easy mgp and i had blown all of my mgp on uh triple triad packs the other day trying to get i can't remember what uh but i've been playing some triple triad trying to get the cards some of them are stingy i think i said that last week fucking stingy i also worked towards some achievements i've got like one more i have to do like one more chloe book to get the final chloe book achievement I've got, I need like 50 more commendations to get the 3,000 commendations achievement, you know, that kind of stuff. So I just went through and looked through, just trying to give myself little goals, stuff to do. But uh, this week I played a lot of Minecraft too, so I've been like no lifing it in 14. But I also didn't want to burn out, that's the other thing, is I had pushed real hard to get everything to 70, and I was worried I was going to just be like 
burned out. Some kind of might not play much before the expansion now. But that's okay, hmm. I think. All right, you can shoot the shit with us. Go to the website, www.gtffxiv.com. Let us know what you've been up to in the comments. All right, first round news. We did have a letter from the producer live, part 52. That was in the afternoon. I think I caught the first half of it on my cell phone before I left work, and then I drove home and I watched the second half after I got home from work. <laughs> yeah, I got... I got- I got fucked again on this deal. This was a uh, another, hey, we need you to work this Friday mm-hmm. event sort of situation. So I'm at this deal all day Friday. I didn't have that opportunity to watch the live letter until I got home. And then I think I fell asleep or something halfway Wait, it, through it. it. it maybe, was, during, maybe during the trust portion. I'm it was long, sure. and some of those sections were long, and maybe some people were eating it up. But anyway, let's start with the, the, the first thing they showed us was the dungeon trailer. This is like a four-minute video. About the dungeon. Mm. So it was a dungeon crawl. I, I, I can't remember the name. Is it? Was it just one dungeon? I don't even remember, Ruby. It's been a week. I'm going to play it vi- silent yeah, while, while we yeah. talk about it. But Dawn Meg, I know, is what they were uh, doing a lot of stuff with earlier, like when they were doing the E3 thing. Mm-hmm. So Dawn Meg was shown a lot. Um, do they list the names of each of the dungeons yeah. on here? I I don't know. I know they go they go through them at least. So it starts and I'm just kind of clicking through. You've got and we've seen a lot of this before. It's kind of a a wooded area with some um oh, uh, buildings yeah. and stuff. It's like a pasture land sort of with burning buildings and this things of like this nature. This looks like outside of looks like a lot of sea kind of area, but it's, It could be that yeah. Calusia area for, for all we know. But uh, everything's on fire. I'm I think didn't they say that like most, if not all, of the dungeons are kind of associated with the storyline this time through. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The second one they show is, or maybe it's a different part in the same dungeon, we don't know. But it's uh, kind of a abandoned, it looks like a tavern. You know? Yeah, and it kind of goes a little deeper, and it makes me think of Holotali when mm, we get a little bit storm. further into it. Yeah, yeah like a mining like sort a of situation. And... Yep. The next dungeon it looks like is the Dawn Meg dungeon. That's it's the, bright, the flowers and stuff. bright flowery Alice in Wonderland looking deal that is um, out there in Fairyland, um, garish colors and some pretty stuff. So that's nice. Oh, and then we've got the one. This this one reminds me of a Karn. Uh, oh, before, it's kind of before that, there's some the bright blue stuff. Is that? That might be you've also got, part of Ilmeg. Oh, yeah. That yeah, you've got some stone faces looking thing and things like you might yes. have to drop them. It also goes into what we saw at the end of the trailer that was the lore bomb. They show some cave drawings that look like the old sprites from 1.0. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even maybe even see them out in um, – in Eureka, but uh, a white one and a black one. The old you know, elemental the el- sprites that look old like, elemental yeah. sprites. You got it. So, um, and we never had a white and a black one. That's when they're like Heidelin and Zodiac are primals. <laughs> but yeah, looks like there's some some cool locations. Now they oh, they also yeah. mentioned that the um uh the the trailer was much shorter than previous ones because there's a lot of spoilery stuff. So they want to yeah spoil yeah. us. This one dungeon. Did you, with oh, the go white, ahead. did you see the white one? I was going to say that. The, the one mm-hmm. with the gold things coming out of it. Oh my god, that oh, is elaborate. Amazing. 
looks really it, cool. that and it's nuts because it's not just that it's like this weird titan thing this giant creature but then when it goes into looking at this whatever this building is it's like the pixels are like creating it it's really hard to like these little floaty blocks are like building it and then you zoom into it and see it. There's it's a very be... bla- well. There's a very blocky section of um, levels in Palace of the Dead. Yeah, Did you get that far. So, kind of reminded no, me. No, I've never got. I hadn't seen Floor Two Hundred. I don't oh. know any of that crap. <laughs> no, but yes, I I know what you're talking about, and it does look like that. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me, anyway. Mm. Oh, and they showcase some of the bosses here at the mm-hmm. end. This is um, some wacky looking bosses here. One looks like a. A palette swap of um, uh, Skathatch. Um, oh, yeah. Then you've got, like, this chained-up-looking dude with the long tongue. We we heard a lot about them at the uh, the last live letter. So it's going to be wild. All right. Um, let's see. They showed the dancing plague to Tanya. So that was the trial versus her, and that was at the uh, E3 show floor. Uh, apparently the win rate was 30%. <laughs> hmm. uh, the in-video footage, the team shows off an Amaro mount that looks like a black feathered camel, and those are tied to the main scenario quest. I don't know what those look. Like. Hmm. Oh, real quick, the um, the win rate thing. Somebody had tweeted that on the second day they felt it was easier. They think no, they, they did. made adjustments. That was that was in an interview somewhere that they didn't think the win rate. Yeah, the win rate wasn't enough. Interesting. Anyway, go ahead. You were talking about the, the black chocobo-looking thingy, right? Yeah, that's what the, the notes here say. I don't know. Then mm-hmm. they, I, 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 and they, they talked – they showed them extensively, flew around on them. It kind of got boring, honestly. Some of this kind of got boring to me. I was watching it, and I'm like, move on. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, uh, well, then I think the next thing they talked about was the trust system, and that went on for a while. Um I don't think they showed us much we hadn't already seen. Uh, it lets you cha- challenge the main scenario dungeons with allied NPCs. You get you get to pick which ones you take. Uh, they have specialized AI and unique actions. Playing with other players. I like that they actually doubled down on this. Their le- or they, they said it's going to be more effective for the most part playing with other real players than right. using trust NPCs. So uh, using them, you can expect a dungeon to last 30 minutes if you don't wipe. If you, the player, are incapacitated, you'll restart the dungeon. I'm assuming they mean you go back to the beginning, not that you yeah. get kicked out of the no, queue. Yeah, it, it erases your entire, entire game. You have to start from the beginning. From riding the wagon into <laughs> you your start starter city. Just put you right back there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um... Uh, they they say also mentioned that you'll see the trust NPCs standing around the entrance to the dungeons, which signifies they're ready to join you. When you approach and talk to them, you're going to get a menu. I think there's supposed to be some lore in there too, right? I mm. think there's, if you're supposed to like, you don't have to, but you can maybe see some unique text. Well, and that happens now. If before you go into like Time Tower or something, there's 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 um, Adventurers standing outside and they say stuff or whatever. Uh, the roster of characters in the trust menu will vary depending on how far you progress in the story. Um, Infilia's job title is Oracle of Light, despite 
wielding daggers like a rogue. And then you'll keep with the duty. Uh, trust dungeons are going to drop gear at a quarter of the normal rate, which makes sense to me. Otherwise, you would get four times the possible gear drops. Um, it, it, basically, they just kind of... The, the bullet points here are NPCs will dodge AoEs, tank NPCs will trust will try to grab hate, that kind of thing. So... They, the team wanted to make the encounters based on the places you're in, which resulted in a large variety of environments. So that's cool. Uh, they talked about gather and crafter adjustments. Now, they did a trust video. That thing went forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 23 minutes, this section. So, um, th- so gather and crafter adjustments. They're going to add new- gatherers. They're going to add new actions and traits. Uh, they're going to add new information to the gathering and fishing logs uh, by tombstones of regional folklore. So those those are coming back. Uh, regarding unspoiled legendary ephemeral gathering points, timing for items that have been obtained by a gathering at least once. What does that mean? Oh, I think it's going to mark it in your book instead of being like question marks if you've already gathered it. And then you can set up alarms by uh, subcommands. You can do that today, I think. Uh, the world on the first doesn't operate Azorian time, but they're the same. So you're not going to be at a different time, depending on <laughs> Can what you, you imagine? Are. Oh, my God. <laughs> to calculate time zones. Mm-hmm. Wait, how is it bright all the time? Do we not use the same sun? Wait a second. Call Koji. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. a problem. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Play, play the game. Play the game. Uh, they're adding new tackles for carrying... for. for for catching fish in the 2.0 areas. They're called boilies or whatever. I looked them up. This is a this is a boiled paste fishing baits. So Okay. I'm assuming it's going to be a generic. There's a lot of bait. It's going to be game. a generic paste ball that's going to say it works for sea and for for it's going to be something like that. I'm speculating, yeah. of course. Well, and yeah. I I'm I'm guessing as 6.0 comes out, 3.0 gets this treatment, what, mm-hmm. you know, to, to kind of keep yeah, that sliding Yeah, eventually seal. they're going to add them to Heaven's Ward and Stormblood areas too. So mm-hmm. they're just smooth, it's just kind of, well, I don't know, dumbing down the old content so that you can just not have to carry fishing bait for, you know, four releases or whatever. Right. They get, uh, we get a tackle box now too, though, don't we? And there's something, yeah, consolidate tackle. Wow. I, I, I feel like there was something else that fishers were getting eventually too. Don't don't quote me on the no. tackle box. No, I think that they were just talking about you'll save room by having new tackles for catching the fish, and that's mm. what these bullies are. So you're going to be able to be able to catch a variety of fish with one bait. So I think that's what all they were really talking about. Uh, the difficulty of obtaining tomes of regional folklore will be reduced. I don't think that was the very hard to begin with, but okay. Uh, crafters, they're going to add new actions. They're going to add Steady Hand 2 and Bygert's Blessing to all classes. Uh, a lot of these changes are made so that, because you know right now, if you want to be any good at crafting, you got to level up all the crafters. Um, they're they're, they're going to make it so... Pretty much, if you only want to do one thing, you can just do one thing. Of course, you're still going to have a benefit to leveling all the crafters because you'll be able to craft all the crafting, craft the crafting, you know, intermediate pieces or whatever. But uh, uh, recipe aspects are removed and all the related actions consolidated into one. That's good because there's no reason for it. 
It is a total hassle. That's yeah. all those elemental that I have, and I those have them are, all and who, in my bars, and it's like you use them. No. I, I don't know that I've ever used one ever. Experimentally, I have used them, but no. Mm. Uh, they're going to update the crafting UI. They showed us that uh, it's going to have more information on like what you know active uh, buffs you have, like synthesis and the synthesis status and active crafting statuses and. Uh, all the, all the math is going to be on the screen is really kind of what it looks like to me. Yes. I yeah. I like it. I have no problem with, with the changes to this. In fact, I, I really have no problem with any changes to crafting gathering because I feel like it's been kind of pushed to the side mm-hmm. to some degree. Oh, all these are good changes. And they're going to make it easier to do like high-quality crafts with high-quality materials. They're going to... Uh, change the initial quality limit from 50 to 75% for many of the 5.0 and later recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to make it easier to get the recipe books for five and six recipe books. Uh, the team thinks there's too many. <clears throat> and let's see. The team didn't directly comment. In fact, they were very, very coy about a new tier of materia. But they teased that Shadowbringers was only two weeks away and you'll find out for yourself. The, you know, I'm hoping we get a new tier of materia. I feel like we it's mm-hmm. it, we should. I know they're making materia changes. I think we're going to be Didn't cranky we hear if they a, don't. A rumor one time about like some kind of materia that you could only use as a um, as an overmeld or something to that name. Yeah, there there've been a lot of theories that have flown around or materia that like will give different stats, not just or different like buffs or something not just straight stat upgrades and we're mm-hmm. and we know we're losing all of our main stat material that's all going away that that's that's been confirmed you won't be melding mind or anything <clears throat> i think the only ones who do that with tanks anyway i'm scrolling down just to see so i don't double dip here but um real quick about the um i was gonna say about dizzy and arsenal the um uh ishgard stuff i don't know if it's in here and i talk before it, it i'm sorry but but the ishgard housing stuff i got to see a little bit of this those that had watched it said they really liked what they saw they saw a lot of hamlet or at least what they heard mm-hmm. they they heard what they felt was very hamlet like to some degree that it's going to be difficult yeah well it's going to be like seasons more like pvp where you would only get it's like ranked or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, the the rank stuff. So it's going to be wild. But anything that gives crafters and gatherers more content to do and challenges them without it being tedious and grabbing book number 55 or whatever, I'm all for it. So I'm looking forward to this. In fact, I, I've, I that's why I want to get all my, my shit straight on my crafters because mm-hmm. this is some content that I really want to sink my teeth into. Uh, they told us what the new alley and tombstones are, and then there's no going to be white crafters. And Phantasmagoria. Phantasmagoria. That was kind of a big deal for a second because people couldn't pronounce it. They didn't know what it was. Uh, people were having flashbacks, myself included, of the Sierra title, the mm-hmm. Roberta Williams title, Phantasmagoria from, from the 90s. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> uh, they spent a long time showing us the house, the furnishing preview system and the fact that <laughs> you don't have 
they couldn't remember the commands to make the rain go away or something. I can't remember now. <laughs> so you can uh, sh- you can do a furnishing preview, interior and exterior, and you can preview the dyes, which thank God because that always making me crazy. Right now, when I want to dye something, I have to actually dye it and set it down and see if I like it, and then re-dye it and set it. Down. Yeah. So we we know they're getting new stuff. Uh, they oh, and then there was the frog suit. Did you see the frog? Oh my God! Uh, yes. Whatever. Uh, you don't like it? No. Just, Why? I don't. It's so stupid. <laughs> you know, one of my Lalafell uh, squadron members are going to be dressed up in that before terribly long. I I don't know. Well, I think, you know, I my goal. My goal was getting all those dumb <laughs> squadron members dressed in stupid shit and making them wear real normal adventuring clothing. <laughs> I actually have the little Lalafell dude that's got the snowman outfit or whatever, and I yeah. made, I made him wear real clothes because he's not. Uh, they talked about the hunt. Uh, Centrino limit will be seal limit will be raised from one thousand to four thousand, and then you're going to get an in-game prompt now if you've got the hunt bill. The direction and status of a B rank will be displayed, something like you sense your mark is to the north or whatever. And S ranks are going to create a message in the whole region. You sense the presence of a powerful mark. So, interesting. Uh, they showed a little bit. The retainer window is going to be updated, and there's going to be a sort function. You're going to be able to do material melding requests in succession. That's nice when trying to have somebody over-meld something for you. Uh, a robotic frog mount has been created. More frogs. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, Gunbreaker mount will be based on Sabertooth Tiger. The initial version has no armor, but higher achievements have armor. All mounts we're going to have flying enabled, even if it looks stupid or not. They, they're even like, there's no animation. It's just, you can fly it now. It's weird. Through the power of will, you can fly it. I, I guess so. I, I, I've heard the argument against or whatever, and it's it's a slippery slope that we've been on since the beginning. You know, if we put... Dragon Quest slimes and Shantoto and da, 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 and a car and a motorcycle, whatever. I mean, you know, we have a flying sperm. We have yeah. – it's like, you know, as long as – the part that bothers me is like if they're not going to do animations that make it look – like, I mean, if it's doing movement, great. I mean, don't make it like just float in the sky and look stupid, stupid. But I have to suspend anime. I mean, I already got a flying car. I got a flying sperm. I've got all kinds of ignorant stuff, whatever, man. Christ. Let I my just, fly, I wish, well, see, and I wish they'd go back to only mounts that would make sense for them to be able to fly or swim. Should mm-hmm. be able to fly and swim. It, it kind of makes me slightly insane that you know you have flying war lions or whatever. Oh <laughs> uh, well, uh, they're not achievement filters. As someone who's been chasing achievements this week, that'll be nice. You can uh, select from unfinished, complete item rewards, title rewards, that kind of thing. Um, as it is now, we have like un, uh, un uh, incomplete. I think is the drop down, so you can see what you don't have. But it'll be nice to see some more ability to filter and sort your achievements and see what you're working on. Yeah. Uh, and then I like this one too. An achievement watch list can be added, where you can keep track of like 30 achievements. So that'll be nice. Oh, and the mentoring systems changing. The changing changes to mentor certification i got excited for a minute and then i realized basically 
all the assholes who already have mentor and are assholes will just be able to basically level up and be assholes some more. So I still I, won't I, wear my fucking crown because I suppose I, I it's not it's not a great gatekeeper. The previous gatekeeping is is way too weak. Um, you know, at least you have to get level eighty and completed the the quest, which you know any anybody should be able to do that. Although you'll have some, uh, I don't know that they're mentors. Uh, completed dungeons, raids, or trials a combined thousand times. At least that stops somebody from day one getting something. You know, we're buying mm-hmm. some potions and then doing that. Um, and then must receive three hundred player accommodations. We well, can't be just a total dick all the time but um if all three of these have to be met to do that it ain't the worst thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. does that mean that some complete creep loser asshole will be able to get their crown you damn tootin yeah, of course they will i mean what's a mentor if that's not the case right so uh you have to be you know give wrong information or argue about um some kind of social issue in the in the in the I, chat I instead of actually talking about because it's just a flaming pile of garbage yeah let me talk about my identity and let me talk about my mom and let me talk about this and or, uh, or argue over some super small high-end crafting thing when the newbies question was where do i unlock leather worker yeah. i mean it just i don't know uh, and they're gonna they, they're just it's, so this is for the pve mentors and the trade mentors too so you're gonna have to get to level 80 in any disciple of the hand or as well as is any disciple of the land and uh, at least you will have to have done some collectibles i guess i don't know uh they showed some gear sets i don't know if i have much to say about any of these Mm, let me do a quick preview here. Mm, nope. I don't have anything really? to say about, okay. except my, my darling frog. <laughs> Ribbit. Uh, the minions are cute. The Omega male mm-hmm. and female minions are cute. Yes. There was some excitement. They showed the little Eden movie video. It was like three minutes of him just running around so you could actually see something in the distance. Mm, but do you know what really you saw about. in the distance? Yeah, it's Eden. That's the Final it's Fantasy Eden. Eight. Eight. Is that one of the mass massive summons? It's got like a three minute summoning. It's massive. It's yeah. super long. It's kind of hard to get Eden. Um, you have to go through some crazy trials or whatever to get Eden. Uh, worth it. Uh, it's it's awesome. So looking forward to uh, what Eden really is but there's been comparisons i think we talked last week about the the image of the triangle on the planet with the roman numerals that's similar from 8 and 14 we have this image now that shows actually eden faced face first in the dirt I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. um so here we go let's let's hope gunblades in eden mean Ultimacia's castle. Let's hope it means <laughs> some really cool shit coming from Final Fantasy VIII. Some seed. I need some uh, eight. Eight was a long time ago. I can't remember. I'm kind of hyped for them redoing eight because it's like I, I I played it when it came out. Don't remember it at all. Hardly. Yeah. I, I did go watch. I went and found the Eden, you know, summon animation on YouTube or whatever. Watched the whole thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty, pretty awesome. 
Oh, they then they didn't then did slides of all the key characters. Thank Grid Yishtola, Rianje, who's looking hot, by the way. Mm. Um, Alphano, Alize, Menphilia, the Crystal. How do you say that? Exarch. I don't know how you mm-hmm. even say that. Anyway, that's Crystal Boy, de facto leader of the people of the Crystarium. Uh huh. So, but not Grahatia. They don't say Grahatia. Oh, yeah. So uh, then they showed us some of the some of the the baddies, too. Big fat boy, Mm -hmm. Vothri. Fat boy, Vothri. Yeah. And I guess we've seen this guy Ranjit. I think there was a couple of clips of him, but hadn't heard much about him up to this point. Yeah, I don't really know much about him. Yeah. So they introduced some characters. Um, I don't know. I, I don't remember what else was even in it that I, it felt really long. Mostly I just wanted to play it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, we have a schedule at least. Yes, yeah. we do have an upcoming schedule. So June 28th, start of early access and the first day of my vacation. <laughs> mm, good July smart. 2nd is official service. And then July 16th, that's going to be patch. 5.01, you're going to get Eden Normal. And then July 30th, we're going to get Patch 5.05, where you get Eden Savage. They're going to give us the capped tombstones and the opening of the Dungeons of Light, whatever, the new treasure mm-hmm. map. <laughs> new treasure maps. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, new Worlds on June 18th, which was yesterday. Uh, they added two mo- two more worlds. Uh, one two, they added Spriggan to the Chaos Data Center and Twintanya to the Light Data Center. Those are right. EU data centers. So, sounds. I was reading some other interview or article or something, and apparently the EU is growing very very fast. So, uh, then they went into the buy our stuff section where they showed us the left-handed gaming device, the Tactical Assault Commander fourteen. That's going to be available today through July 4th, and ships will be available today through July 4th. So is it limited then? Why, why do you stop selling something on July 4th? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it ships in November. And then just some other stuff. We're going to have a Shadowbringers themed security token. A lot of this stuff is in the other stuff we're going to talk about tonight. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, the That's movie it. version of Daddy of Light, Brave Father Online, will release in Japan on June 21st. And they're hoping to release the movie in the West soon. In closing, Yoshida says the team has reached a record 16 million users and a record amount of active subscribers. And he thanks players from around the world for playing. So, yeah. That's a lot. Thank you, Yoshida. <laughs> Thanks, Ashita. And thanks, Nova Chrysalis. I stole your website again to talk about it because I couldn't remember everything on my own. All right. The next thing is Illustrated Shadowbringers Countdown. They are doing a piece of art. They started, what, on the 17 days to go or something? Yeah, what was today? What were we at? 15, 14, I I think. Let's go. Okay, let's look at them in order because you can click at the bottom and look through. Yeah, All right, so the first one, 17, we got a Rothgar and we've got uh, – I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess this isn't 
here. Yeah. And we have this male Vieira back. Wait a second. That's not a male Vieira. So have you seen this account? It's called um, – what is it, like Happy Bun? It's a Twitter account. I can't think of. People know who I'm talking about immediately when they're hearing me talk about this male Vieira. There is a, there is a Twitter account that's like – Depressed Bunny Boy or Depressed Vieira or something like that. Like blocked everyone in the world, even though no one. Yeah, they went to blocked and then unblocked and and whatever. Yeah, that was like hopeful Vieira. Hopeful, hopeful Vieira. I'm not like promoting or not promoting, but it was just a thing. And it was just anyway. The individual saw this piece of art. They they're hopeful for male Vieira, right? And they saw this piece of art and it's like, y'all tricked me. When I looked at this. Mm It had short hair, and it made me feel like it was going to be a man. But I'm looking at it, and I see a nice round ass. That and, does not look like a man to me. And it looks like – yeah, and can women not have short hair? Where's I its don't tail? Look, don't you uh, have tails? They better not. i got to see this ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vera don't have tails. Yeah, they got tails, Yelta. Ooh, they got some good tail. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway, no male Vieira here. I'm sorry, hopeful Vieira. That was not to put you on blast, but just, you know. There ain't gonna be male Vieira for quite some time, if ever. How about that? (laughs) All right, so that was 17. 16. 16. I think it's a white mage, Vieira white mage. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's, all right, yeah. Yeah. I like the art itself. Oh, they're not in like order, order. But but I think we're I think we get to like thirteen. Oh, we're all the way to thirteen. Holy Are moly! Thirteen already. Yeah, fifteen is a Rothgar with his cat. This got some traction too, where it was like, oh, a cat and his cat friend. I'm like okay, um, but it's it, that one actually hmm. looks really good. Fourteen is Blue Mage. It's a, a image of fire because I guess you set Blue Mages on fire. I don't know. <laughs> Burn them. Burn Blue Mage. Uh, and thir- though. Yes, very cute. And 13 looks like a machinist to me. Yeah, because there's some ammo. No, this might, this might be a gunslinger here. This might be one of our uh, our, uh, our gun boys. I, I can't really tell because there's ammo on the belt, and I don't know. I guess mach- do machinists use ammo anymore? I don't think so. I think I see images of the gun blades in the background, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with Gunbreaker. For number 13. This is now a gunbreaker. Machinists don't need ammo. They have heat. Gunbreakers have ammo. So <laughs> there you go. Be on the lookout for 12 through 1. And then Shadowbringers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, explore the dungeons. Final Fantasy 14 Shadowbringers. Is this just a link to the dungeon video again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a dungeon walkthrough video, which we already talked about. So, But if you want to see it, go watch it. Uh, pre-orders of the Ori Tactical Assault Commander 14 that starts started June 15th. Uh, I have one of these left-handed game things and I never learned to use it, so hmm. I'm not going to spend $130 on this one. What but is supposed to be them. the the thing for the thumb? Is that a is that like a, a mouse ball or Mine's something? Mine's a joystick. On mine, I don't know what this thing is, but um, what do you use it for? Movement, character movement. So you do everything with the left. What do you do with your your mouse hand? I don't think a lot of people use the mouse. I don't know. I, like I said, I never learned to use mine. I did plug it in and play with it one day. You know, what you do you jack off with your right hand? Like, what are you supposed that's, to do? That's, that the right hand's for for masturbation. Oh, my bad. I actually figured it out. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't realize it was a masturbation device. Uh, for- <laughs> 
I, I guess I'll buy one now. Does this give you the black chocobo code if I buy this off of Amazon? Oh my god. Oh no. No, this is from the Square Enix store, honey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I do know people, or I have I have talked to people and read read things about people on the internet who use these and love them. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, because you can bind all sorts of stuff to that keypad, and apparently the uh, joystick is very good for uh, uh, movement. And uh, once you learn to use them, I hear they're really, really good. So. Wow. All right. Join us for Duty Commenced episode 30th on June 21st. Is it when I'm at work again? Probably. Friday, June 21st, 3 p.m. PT, so yeah. I'm actually in uh, the office and not out at some event on Friday, <laughs> so I don't tell my boss, but I can watch this at work. All right. And we have a couple of our ladies are going to be, I think, yeah. Uh, they're going to do content specifically chosen from the Moogle Treasure Trove event. And Gross. they're going <laughs> I, I know it's not your favorite thing. Uh, so via Twitch, they're going to do some giveaways, though. They're going to give away uh, one copy of the Final Fantasy trading card game, Final Fantasy fourteen Starter Set 2019, and two Final Fantasy trading card game Opus... Eight booster packs. I don't play any of those. Oh, the beanbag mascots are cute. I want them. Oh my god, I need those. They would I wish they were real life size beanbags. Oh my god. Uh, and one of five festival Namazu plushies. So That's I guess some good giveaways. So I may try to check that out if yeah. I can. If I can sneak away. Uh, introducing new worlds to the European Data Center. We already mentioned it, but they did add two more. And I really have a feeling they're going to add more if they have to. So that's good. Good good thing they... And they, and they only had... They, they they brought us down for, what, three hours to do this? It didn't even take that long, did it? Mm-mm. Maybe that part of the server changes and things they did have made mm-hmm. things faster. Who knows? But even the server changes didn't take the full amount of time that they had uh, expected. And there is a... The various residential areas on New Worlds are unavailable at launch, so I'm not entirely sure why they had to do that, but uh, they'll lift that restriction at a later time. Uh, please, the wor- please use the World Visit System to complete the following side quests. So if you want to do where the, ho- where the heart is, those housing quests, there's one in the mist, one in the gallop, and one in the lavender beds, um, you can uh, go ahead and use World Visit to go do that quest, so... And you will earn bonuses when creating a new character on or transferring a character to a newly established world. And they're going to keep an eye on the classifications of all worlds based on population and character count. So I think, let's see, I think, did we have this? No, we don't have it in our notes, I don't think. They actually have shuffled around which worlds are... Our preferred worlds and which ones are, I don't know, congested or whatever. So there's a there was an article about that somewhere too, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's there's just a lot of people lining up mm-hmm. to play Shadowbringers. People are trying to get things done for the last minute. People are people are wanting Shadowbringers. Yeah, I, I'm actually well, and I started seeing. Well, I think they changed something because I started seeing uh, cues. Before, really, I think people were back playing. It was after they did some of the... I think they actually, like, 
lowered the threshold for what even shows you a cue. So Mm. I'm not positive, but it feels like that. There are a lot of people playing now, though, and and there's definitely an uptick. uh, People trying to get stuff, get themselves ready for the new expansion. Um, Journey's Final Fantasy XIV arrangement album is now available. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I can't not remember if I pre-ordered this. I got it. <coughs> it's good. <laughs> it's real good. Um, yeah. Just to talk briefly about this, because you know I love the music. Uh, it has. I'm gonna actually go to it. Screw the mm. little article. I'm going into because I have it now on my computer. Um, let's look. There are 18 tracks. I listened to the whole thing once through already. Um, it starts with Crimson Sunset by uh, Keiko. Um, we've seen this video. I think it's the oboist and Keiko on piano playing um, Crimson Sunset. It's beautiful. Um, Susan Calloway does a lot of singing on this album. If you are a fan of Susan's, you probably need to grab this album. She <laughs> sings Beauty's Wicked Wiles. That's Lakshmi's theme. She sings Revolutions with Keiko by piano. She has three additional tracks added at the end, Dragon Song and Answers, but the killer is Oblivion. Oblivion is kind of that slow piano. It's that what, – what's that mix? I, uh, don't Want to Go mix or uh, Never Say No mix, something like that, that effect. The, uh, she keeps that pace with it. It's, it's that same um, – kind of slow pace that it has but it's susan and it's powerful Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful i of all the arrangement albums this one this one i'm a big fan of compared to the others and you also have naoki yoshida singing (laughs) um amatsukaze so byako's theme um it's it's good and they um uh, fine-tune him or whatever, uh, auto-tune him. It ain't that bad. I've seen those tweets. Yoshida can't uh-huh. sing. Why Why ruin this album by putting him on it? Um, <laughs> it's okay. Don't don't worry that bad. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. All right. Ticket sales for the Eorzean Symphony concert in Japan begin on June 21st. Uh, I guess go to the site and learn more about purchasing tickets if you can go. I'm not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. It is in September, September 21st and 22nd. There's a couple shows on the 21st. Let's see. What are, what are the tickets cost, I wonder? Hmm. Learn more about purchasing tickets. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I don't know if you have to. Oh, ticket sales website. You're probably further than me on this. I'm, I'm yeah. clicking through just to see. And it took me to the Square Enix store. Uh, yeah, pre-order. probably the English version, and yeah. so therefore we don't so, see the tickets we don't for see sale. Anything. But anyway, it's cool though. It'd be uh, cool to see. Oh wait, All hold right. on, Yelta. Before you okay. before yeah. you move on, I clicked on Japan. I'm clicking on Aorzian Symphony. Uh, let's see. Here are the nights, and all seats designated. I don't know what S versus A means, but 9,000 yen, A is 7,000 yen. So S is 9,000, A is 7,000, uh, 9,000, let's see, yen to USD. If we spend 9,000 yen, it's an $83 ticket. 
7000 is a $65 ticket. There you go. Okay. That's not bad. Well, at least in the U.S., I, I, I pay that for a lot of the concerts I've been to. So Yeah, same. All right. This next one, I'm not sure what I think of this. We have Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers Warrior Training. Mm-hmm. This is an ad I've only seen on YouTube. I don't know where they're airing it, but uh, it's a little, what do we got? Minute and a half commercial. And it's got, <laughs> it's just funny. I don't know. I don't I don't know who they're, who they're trying to, who they're trying to seduce with this. But it's, it's kind of weird. A, so it's, it's Tom weird. Holland, right? That's his name, right? Yes. Tra- training. So we have Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man in the, uh new marvel movies but he is he's in training he's doing push-ups he's uh you know getting getting doing training to be the warrior of darkness and then who's the other guy hannibal burris the man who slayed bill cosby uh <laughs> he, he this commercial's funny i mean let me tell you something i laughed when i got this commercial as the commercial goes on it gets funnier um I'm convinced that if this is a 30-second spot and very convinced if it's a 15-second spot and they kind of catch a few choice moments in this, like maybe Hannibal walking down the stairs saying something to Tom, Tom swinging the sword, a a shorter clip of Hannibal poking Tom in the chest on the bed, (laughs) which I think is funny. funny. Yeah. Show the clip and then this ending – where Tom Holland dies 20 seconds in and Hannibal Burris calls him out. Uh, that's comedy gold. I think if you condense that to 15 seconds, mm-hmm. you got a winner, a big time. I think mm-hmm. it's just a little too long. It's, it, it's yeah. a little dry in the beginning. And I had the same thing you did. I was like, who's this marketed to? Who's this for? I mean, obviously, I like it because I, I like Marvel movies. I like Hannibal Burris's comedy. And I love Shadowbringers. So it's a win-win-win for me. But does... Do most people who are not comedy watching, Marvel loving, Shadowbringers players gonna really is this gonna resonate with them? I'm not quite sure. A short a short fifteen second spot might make somebody go like, Oh, Final Fantasy? Okay, you know, something, whatever, or spark you or something, or maybe if you're like I hate Battle of Azeroth, fine, fuck it, I'll buy I'll buy this. I'm looking for so- looking for something else to play. It has a, it has a couple of really funny, like just one lines that are like it's just it's video games. Yeah, and this is cool. I'm I'm rewatching it for I guess like the fifth or sixth time now, and I'm just kind of going through and I'm catching little stuff in the background mm-hmm. as it goes. There's like a little stuffed chocobo at one spot in the bedroom there's a chuffed uh stuffed uh cactor in the kitchen uh there's some little funny stuff that's going on uh in here i know so. that the empty pickle juice jar is a meme from something but i don't know what it is I've where not... does that where does that appear at in the kitchen i it's 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 it, it's in like like three different scenes if you rewatch the commercial oh i see it because there's, there's a bit that he does i think something about an empty pickle jar and i can't remember what it is now yeah empty pickle jar yeah yeah there is a story bread. about that i just don't yeah. know if that has anything to do with uh hannibal yeah, he's in the or... kitchen making a sandwich and then there's no pickles in that jar and then i think later it makes an appearance i don't remember i don't know and he must become the the, the darkness <laughs> so mm-hmm. people are like that great sword though the dark sword <laughs> 
Oh yeah, the uh, that that's when the that's when the commercial really started getting funny for me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's when uh, they showed that that portion of it. So, man, this is uh, this is good. I mean, despite you know our kind of mixed feelings, I think production wise, it's great. It's it's relevant. I mean, Shadowbringers. It's Tom Holland, which is killing it right now. I mean, we've got uh, Spider Man, and they just came off of Endgame, and you know, so this is. Very relevant. Hannibal Burris, huge comedian right now, so everything's good on that front. Um, I think they've they've got a winning combination as far as the zeitgeist. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's relevant for the time we're in. Uh, who it resonates with? If you loved it, listener, let us know. If you hated it, let us know. I'd like to know <laughs> y'all's opinion on who you think that this uh, resonated with. Christ, I thought you said we were going to be more positive. About- <laughs> what are you talking about? That's that's the last line in the commercial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had like the hugest thunderclap just happen outside oh. my window, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But anyway, well, I'll, I'll try to keep it. And then, and then you you pasted a tweet in here. Oh, I did because uh, we have a really great. If you don't know, there's a really great marketing PR guy that's behind this team and uh it's it's ash uh thurkrall um he's amazing uh he i met him at fan fest i'm gonna give you a little story and i'll share what the tweet says i met the gentleman at fan fest las vegas and i followed him for a while uh, i like the guy's tweets he's a family guy um <laughs> i walked up to him and I, I guess I lost my composure or my train of thought or something, and I was like, "Hey, man, just wanted to introduce myself to you. I love your tweets about your kids." That was like the first thing that came out of my mouth. I love your tweets about your kids. It's fucking creepy as shit, man. <laughs> if somebody came up to me is like, "I like the tweets about your son," I'd want to walk away, which is what he did. Um, so, Ash. If you ever listen to this, I'm the creepy dude that was like, hey, I like your tweets. But Ash is killing it. He's a great guy. He's doing some amazing stuff with his team. The reason I put the tweet in here is because he put, cool to finally see this piece come out. Had a great time shooting with Tom Holland and Hannibal Burris. They were hilarious and pros. Keep a lookout. There is more to come. So be on the lookout. There's more to come. Mm-hmm. Maybe another commercial. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. All right, we do have E3 Famitsu interview with Yoshida. This is a summary. Um, I think they edited out some of the stuff. Well, I'm not sure I've seen this one, honestly. Oh, no, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, apparently Yoshida was surprised at the warm reception he received at E3. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> apparently I'm dying. So apparently Yoshida was surprised with the warm reception he received at E3. I think he was ex- apparently he was expecting people to ignore the game because it was an MMORPG. I don't think he understands. We like our MMOs here. <laughs> uh, he was invited to check out the Cyberpunk 2077 booth. And among other games, he's looking forward to checking out the newest Call of Duty and Marvel's Avengers, but couldn't leave the interview booth long enough. Uh, he needs to see if he can get Keanu Reeves in uh, 14. Mm. I mean, I'll ditch the Scions for Keanu. I'll, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, all the feedback from Yoshida has already been implemented and the development is now on the bug checking stage. You can expect the sca- same schedule for raid release with previous expansions, normal in two weeks, Savage in four. 
Uh, they already covered that in a live letter. Uh, primal fights often fall into a first half, second half pattern. But Yoshida attributes that to newer content developers following the formula of their seniors rather than an, in- an intentional rule. This time, one of the primal fights will follow the pattern and the other will feel different. So that's cool. As before, one of the extreme versions will award weapons and the other accessories. I love that, and I don't know why they only did it with the first, with Lakshmi. I, I'm like, why didn't they, they didn't add it with any of the other ones, did they? No, and they and they really have it. Well, we did have, when Titan Extreme came out, he was bracelets, mm. and we, so we've had some version of that. Oh, well, Shiva, yes, but but I'm talking about, like, in Heaven's Order. No, Storm, not recently. Yeah. No, we gotten way far away from it since the 2.0 days, and, and now it's just like... Yeah, we've got accessories for that one primal that comes out in the storyline, and then not never again. They're all weapons after that. All right. This time, the raid content Eden will tie into the main scenario and go into the aftermath of the first. So in that sense, it will be closer to Coil story-wise. Uh, there are changes to reward systems from raids. In normal mode, item tokens will be spread around the floors more evenly, so you can, for example, get shafts from earlier floors instead of spamming the fourth one. Uh, In Savage, since the number of jobs has increased, systems similar to weapon coffers will be implemented. For example, accessory coffer for jobs used at the time will drop. The wording there is unclear. Uh, Direct drops will remain only for weapons on the fourth floor, so you can still get two weapons a week. Mm. People, because the wording is unclear, people are having a shit fit over this. Um, They're reading this like... Basically, if you're like a healer and you're with your set or you're with pugs or whatever, even set is really wow, I'm hearing mm-hmm. it. And they go, all right, so we've got the one need coffer for this week. We need to let our DPS take it first because so we can beat this faster. And then we need to probably let the tanks get it next. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little easier on the healers. Healers kind of get shafted. Healers get shafted last. because if you obviously can heal the fight, then what do you need the gear for? Right, mm-hmm. but the healers would love to have the gear to make the fight easier too. So I can see how this could be like skewed one way or the other, but we haven't seen it in action yet. So you know, I'm just gonna stay optimistic. Well, and the wording is unclear too. So, so you're gonna get an accessory coffer, right? So when the coffers drop, are they gonna be? This is an accessory of aiming. Or is it if I get the accessory coffer and open it on an aiming body, is it then the aiming accessory? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then what? I would really hate it if it only dropped coffers for the jobs you brought in there because I'm sorry. Then what's my after I've already gotten my accessories? What what keeps me going to get stuff for my alts if that's just what's going to drop is only right. what the jobs we came as? I I don't know. I like to take my main and farm up accessories farm up stuff for alt classes and get them strong and then you know then maybe try rating more with that the alt jobs or whatever but <clears throat> it's unclear what they mean i'm in- very interested to see what they're going to do i do think it would be a mistake if it only drops gear for the jobs you bring but hopefully this will also keep it from you know constantly getting co- you know constantly getting you know whatever of striking and you don't have anyone that needs it or whatever We'll see what happens. So, uh, direct drops remaining for weapons. I, I think that's fine. I guess I don't know. 
they felt door bosses on the fourth floor were too long and frustrating to re-clear. They would no longer split the fourth boss into two fights, but try something different instead. Ruby, I have a theory on this. You know, do you remember farming Biako? Yeah. And he does that falling thing. Yep. I feel like they should only... Well, I feel like they should only put those long, weird transition things or whatever. I feel like they should just put them in the storyline ones. Oh, let me give you a little clap for that one right? because I uh, I agree with you on that. <laughs> let the story – let the Care Bears have their little story time where they're catching balls with their face. I want to get to the nitty-gritty. I want to get to the fat – you know, once once you're farming it, to be, to be honest, once you've seen a fight – and I get – and I, I do get it that, you know, the, the second half of the boss on the fourth floor of things is supposed to be, oh, shit, this is for the Savage Raiders or whatever – and I like that. I like that there was something extra for the Savage Raiders, but it also made it a pain in the ass to farm anything. I don't know. Maybe it's okay for the raids, but I really wish they would flip it the other way for the Extreme Primals. If you could have a funky, cool transition, then just put it in the storyline one. I don't, because I'm not farming that. And if I want to see it, I can go back and help other people clear or something, but... All right. So anyway, they feel like they're too long and frustrating to re-clear, and they're going to no longer split the fourth boss into two fights, but try something different instead. What that is, I don't know. Uh, the next ultimate fight is being prepared for the patch 5.1. It's not in the process of tuning yet. Their aim is to make it closer to UCOB and difficulty. Ultimate coil. <clears throat> I never followed a whole lot of the ultimate stuff, because I'll never do it, but... um. One's a little easier than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. This one, Coil of Bahamut, that's... Mm, I, I don't remember which one's easier. I feel like the this one might be... Is this the hard one? I know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one is the harder of the two. Um, but anyway, it's, you know... I, I, I For some reason, I think this might be the easier of the two. I thought I think, that was the, maybe the easiest. I'm, I I'm think this one's like was... the easier of the two. I see a lot more clears for Bahamut mm-hmm. uh, than I do the primal one because that's that's the one that's got that weird. You got to stand in the one pie piece that's in the corner. Mm-hmm. Or you get knocked out. Um, they want to avoid looping mechanics in both Savage and Ultimate that make you feel like you're just doing the same thing past a per- certain point. The new ultimate will probably feature random elements to avoid repetitive patterns. Hmm. Okay. Uh, no free Fantasia with the expansion this time. <gasps> I know. That's how they get their money, though. <clears throat> That's how they get their money. <laughs> they they want want their pe- people bucks. go switch to Viera. They, <laughs> they want that they money. Want Ten bucks each. Uh, since Rothgar hairstyles are tied to the character creation options rather than being separately selectable, you will not be able to apply unlockable hairstyles, but they might implement more face types after 5.0. As for Viera, there's some legacy hairstyles they'll be able to eventually implement, but not all of them. Some of the unlockable hairstyles should be supported. Others may not be. That just seems like such a shame. That ain't good. I that's, that's, yeah. it's, well, come well. on, guys. Like, you're not going to use assets from the past because they just don't work. Why would you create something that you can't use the stuff from the past? to work no backwards compatibility for rothka seems odd yeah and locking them to the heads is so weird that is very it's just very strange i i would even i would even expect i would even accept that it's not locked to the head but we really only got seven done mm-hmm. i would accept that if they if they would say these will be ready at release more will be rolled out as you go i would have been like okay 
but it's just, it's gross and wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> At least give us some hope and say, like, we're going yeah. to go back and fix all of that for you, but... At this time, this is how we had to do it to get it this rolled a, out to you. I, I've had to turn stuff over with a deadline being like, this is as much as we got done, but we have more stories and we're going to keep working on it. So, um, And the unlocked, unlo- you know, when you buy a hairstyle and you can't use it, that's kind of gross. <laughs> Not available for Othgar or Viera. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. All right. For crafters and gatherers, actions such as spigrets that were absolutely quintessential will now be implemented as a base for all classes, so you don't have to level all of them just to level up. Additionally, you'll now be able to see how much you're improving in progress and quality with actions before you press them in the UI. Images of the system will be shown in the live letter, and they were. While base systems for crafters and gatherers will remain the same, bonuses from using high-quality materials will be increased, uh, retainers and market boards will be accessible from the first as usual. The story will explain why that's possible, but gameplay-wise, nothing will change. However, you will have to complete that part of the main scenario, which should be fairly easy to enable this. There are updates to retainer in- interface too. It's still impossible to ex- access multiple retainers at once due to the server load required. You know, I don't even mind you can't access one at a time, but I wish it would quit kicking me all the way back out. You know, mm-hmm. what I, you know what I'm talking about? No, I know exactly. Yeah. You hit escape, and then you got to start all over from scratch. All over. It doesn't just take me back to the list. There's some NPCs that piss me off with that. <laughs> yeah, some of the menus on NPCs, I'm like, did... And I'm a programmer. I'm like, the programmer did what they were told and made all of the stuff available, but they didn't make it easy to do. Right. It doesn't flow well. It doesn't flow well. Uh, use of trust system and content other than 5.0 scenario dungeons is currently under discussion. That's I, a, I fully expect them to expand that. Yeah, that seems odd to me. That's an odd thing to say. Now, I, if they were to say the trust system only works for dungeons that are part of the storyline, so your expectation would be all my 5.0 dungeons, except for any additional dungeons that are unlockable that has nothing to do with the storyline. Yeah are going to have trust, and then my one 5.1 dungeon that's going to be story will be trust, and then my other one that's like a hard mode of, you know, something, I'm not worried about it. That's if that's what we get. I haven't heard any changes to that formula, but I, I, you know, my expectation is we get these, you know, nine dungeons or whatever we're getting for for Shadowbringers, and then it's uh, two, one, two, one, whatever we were getting as as we got in uh, Stormblood. Well, and I, 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 I'm kind of expecting them now to put, you know, because there was another interview that was talking about how, you know, the trust is just one more piece of the pie in making this an MMO that you can play like a single player game. There you go, yep. So, you know, people don't want to be blocked from doing the whole main scenario by having to deal with other human beings. So... You would think they would have to keep doing it for main scenario dungeons. And then, you know, even if everything before 5.0 just gave you, you know, five generic characters or something to choose. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think There's that's no what they'll... no reason they have to write a whole story about it. I think that's what they'll have to do if they're going to go that route. They're going to have to give you uh, some generic trust to use for something else or you go to – very dragon quest you go to the bar and you you sign out some people to go with you on your adventure <laughs> um or you use um 
you know, like maybe there's some story NPCs that aren't really like that tied into the story you could use for that thing. I would love to see the squadrons changed in in some way, shape, or form to this, but I don't know that they will upend the squadron as deep as they've gone with it with these little icons and things you can unlock. You know, make that more customizable if we're going to do that. I, I would like to see squadrons changed in some way that maybe they're more intelligent than they are now to the intelligence level of these trusts and then allow me to adjust like it it focuses on dps more like wouldn't that be cool like if your thing was like uh prioritizes uh dps over healing or prioritizes limit break over you know dpsing when limit break is full or something like that you know you can mix and match then you're starting to talk about gambits in a way and you know, you, you, Ooh, you'll know cool. more about that <laughs> as you play Final Fantasy XII. I remember setting up my gambits in twelve and, and liking them because it's, you know, and you feel really good. Well, and I don't I don't look at guides. So I actually got the sense of accomplishment when I hit a good combination and would tweak it and was having an easier and easier time doing things. So I think that kind of mini game, you know me, I'm like, I don't play an MMO to play alone. But if it's going to be a piece of content, I'd like it to be polished and good, you know. Maybe I don't feel like playing with people tonight or whatever, or no one's on and, or, you know, <clears throat> uh, hopefully they'll, they'll do something. Uh, the level cap increase is, as well as new mechanics for Blue Mage is planned for 5.1. New PVP contents are also scheduled for 5.1. Uh, only the PS4 client will allow you to remember your password. This is because they can rely on... The additional security of a PSN login, it's not impossible to have it on PC. It's simply SE taking precautions. So, And there are no announcements for further collaboration projects for now. There was another... Now I feel bad. I, I, there was another interview I saw today where they were talking about the Ishgard reconstruction and they're re, like revamping the diadem to work with it, like all for gathering. Did you read that? Real? One no, I missed that. Oh my god, Ruby! I feel so bad. I meant to put it in the notes. Um, it's uh, I think it's the interview. One moment, please. Yeah, I I didn't catch that one. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Let, let me let me let me put po- because I did read this. I found it. Let me post it. Oh, excellent. I, I, the listeners don't know, but Yelta was half asleep when we were doing the notes today. I had taken a nap. <laughs> All right, I just linked it. This is a a Reddit link and it's interview with yoshi p included in famatsu's 18 page article this is the summary translation and thank you carrie r of light the famatsu magazine had an 18 page article dedicated to final fantasy 14 Shadowbringers, and it had several interviews in, in, included in it here's the translation summary at the top blah 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 um they was that the one yeah. we just we just read the famatsu summary this is this has got some other stuff in it though. Gotcha. So, uh, this this in, this specifically excluded info we already know from other recent interviews. Uh, they talked about 5.0 jobs. How dancers' gameplay is pretty simple once you understand how the steps work. Uh, Gunbreaker, on the other hand, is more technical. Going to keep your hands busy, and you're going to be. And it sounds like that's the skill. There's going to be a if you're more skilled at it, you're going to be much better at it. Dancer seems like. If you can push buttons halfway decent, that's that's the best you can do with that job. So, uh, contents in the five point series, the story will reveal secrets that make you think. Are you sure you want to reveal that much? The game's going to end if we continue on this path. 
That's interesting. Uh, the Eden Raid started with the concept of Howard Tetsuya Nomura, the artist for the 5.0 Eden Raid and famous for designing Final Fantasy 7 and 8 in Kingdom Hearts, interpret a certain enemy if we were to introduce it to Final Fantasy 14. And it's also the reason why they decided to give him the offer. A certain enemy. Well, hold on. Who, who, who would that yeah, certain I enemy I, I don't know be? enough about those games to even guess on this one. So if let's say it's eight just because we're we're dealing with Eden. This certain right, enemy right. that would be top of top of the list is Ultimacia, which is the final yeah. boss of Final Fantasy VIII. There are other witches. There are other guys in there. I mean, Cypher could be something, but I seriously doubt they would use him as a thing. But I would love to see Ultimacia. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people want Ultimacia's Castle. And yeah. if you've ever played through 8, listener, you would know that Ultimacia's Castle is honestly well, ultimate. It's I awesome. I don't know if I got that. So, they, so one cool thing about Ultimacia's Castle is when you go in – your powers are stolen from you, and they're locked behind X number of bosses. Now, you don't necessarily need every power to survive, yeah, yeah. But, and, but when I say powers, I mean item, magic. This, um, this, this reminds me, yeah, I wonder if I did get that far. Cause, yeah. So you have to beat them and unlock, so you got to beat the, the easiest one so you can unlock something else and then beat somebody else, unlock the other items, and you got to make it work for yourself. But you can you can eventually get them all back. I don't know if we'll get anything like that, but it'd be cool to have a fight against Ultimacia and she, like, locks your abilities. That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. That sounds cool. I It kind of sounds like they, like, just said, here here's the enemy we want them to actually fight at some point. Go for it. Yep. So, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what that, what that's going to be. So, all right. The next bullet point is the warriors of darkness will show up in the role quests, but he hints that they will look younger than what we saw them in 3.4, meaning that we will be re-experiencing their adventures when they were younger. So there's a, the knight of darkness for the tank quest, the ranger of darkness for physical DPS, the Mad, oh, oh, okay. For casters and our little La Mimi, devout of darkness for healers. He does not specify if they are already dead, and he doesn't specify how we will be re-experiencing their adventures through their bodies or alongside them. Hmm. This next one's very curious. I've read a couple things about they're developing something they're calling a circle. So uh, that's the tentative name. They're it's a system for the patch after 5.0. It's a system that helps players create a community that is lighter or looser than a link shell or free company. He uses the 14 radio in Japan as an example and explains that the system as something where you can create a circle to listen to the Final Fantasy 14 radio together and people who want to join can apply or queue for the circle and then the leader of the circle can respond with, well, have, have a gathering on whatever month and day. Yoshi P told the devs to make it simple as possible and even told them to exclude a chat function so the leader of the circle doesn't have to go through the hassle of responding to all that chat. I have no idea what this is going to be. It, uh, yeah, all, I, all it sounds like is some kind of announcement. Like, yeah. you'd be able to make an announcement to your FC or something. I don't... I don't get it. They'll have to tell us how it, how it works. i got to see a picture of this. I, I don't know. I mean I love I that mean, it's something that connects us, but something looser than, a, than an LS? What's looser? 
Well, than and in is LS. this just going to be used to, you know, organize flash mobs in Mordona or something? I mean, you know what I mean? I don't really know the purpose of yeah. it. And it's not Mordona. It's, it's, um. Well, you know what I mean. Well, no, it's, 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 it's probably the crystal over at, um, <laughs> Limsa Lominsa. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the one where I see all the flash mobs at. Well, they used to all be Mordona mm. way back. Wow, well, yeah. Right? Well, the only thing Mordona's got for it is its own tab in the, in the teleports yeah, because teleport it because it has no. It's just like the generic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they give Mordona its own special tab or something. Give it a symbol, not a generic blue teleport thing. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, I thought so. All right, there's there's more to the translation, but I don't think we want to go through all of it. No. It sounds like the <laughs> Shadowbringers expansion is, you know, it's going to go further, faster, harder than Heavensward and Stormblood, really. It's like they wa- they really wanted to, they felt constrained with Heavensward and Stormblood even to what they could do because of what was left over from 1.0. Yeah. So you were talking about the diadem. I did scroll down and I happened to see the the word diadem. So I stopped here. And they they do talk about, you know, Ishgard restoration, how it came about, and then it leads into uh, the question, when will it be added? 5.1. It's still early to discuss in detail. There will be several series of progression within the same patch. An enormous amount of mats and handins will be necessary to finish the restoration and diadem will be involved in the process. Ho, ho. Diadem's exploration progressed as players did their work. So we are going to rebalance the whole island. The basic image is go to Diadem and gather mats, use that to craft, and repeat this to restore Ishgard. Talks about the ranking we found out about in the other interview. Some players might feel cramped if we provoke too much competition, but we also think competing is a part of gaming. Thank you. So we'd like to challenge what we haven't done before and hope to find something new by using that as experience. I like that. The only thing Diadem ever had going for it, especially in the second incarnation, is the crafting. I mean, I'm sorry, the gathering portion of it. So Diadem for gathering, me likey. Um, Rebalancing it, me likey. Uh, Just the name Diadem is cursed to me, so I have to (laughs) see. No, I I would honestly rather they... Redo it in because what did we love doing in the diadem? The only thing we actually enjoyed, I think, is going there to gather. I right, a, a lot of us in the free company, anyway, that's the only we would take a ship and go gather for a while, but and we we enjoyed that. But the they were it was kind of like two failed diadem attempts, so I don't mind that they're just because if they're going to rebalance it, I'm assuming they're kind of it doesn't sound like they're nuking it, I think they're going to keep the assets and stuff, but it, yeah. They're, they're going to rebalance it, I'm assuming, more towards gathering-type things. Um, I'm not sure what I feel about competitive crafting, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know how far they'll really take it, mm-hmm. you know, for the competition. But if it well, gives the crafter something else to do, great. Well, if, I just worry that it's going to be like the top seven people are always dominating it, e- either you know, when I'm, I worry too. This like like cheating would be involved somehow. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Know. I, I'm a little. Just depends hopeful, on the incentive, I guess. I, yeah. Like, what do they get out of it? Is it a ranking mm-hmm. board and they get to see their name on it? I'm not going to care so much. If, yeah. You know, if if it's they get you know a special triple triad card for cheating every week. Well, that that mm-hmm. makes me a little salty. 
I kind of hope that there's some, there, I hope there's multiple objectives or, or rewards because I, I would like it. So, so like if I go in and do my, you know, content every week or whatever the seasons are that I could be working towards something. And maybe if I'm not the top 1% of the server, I still get something for it. I don't know. I, I do like the idea of a end game for crafting gathering, but what kind of seems like it's really the crafting you go gather stuff and then craft it and then restore Ishgard. So it doesn't seem like I can, I mean, it sounds like you have to do gathering and crafting. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see what happens. I think my second job I might level might be a gatherer or crafter. I did that last time. I think the last two expansions. I leveled white mage first and then did my botanist or whatever. Oh, there's some other stuff in here uh, about warriors of darkness and how they lived on the first and how Lamimi, she's, she is a dwarf and she will be wearing a helmet in mm -hmm, those quests, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I thought was cute. They talked about a bunch different about, you know, play styles and, you know, the, the game is going to be, they're, they're talking about shifting it from a game to an entertainment called Final Fantasy XIV and have players enjoy that. And they're trying to provide a playground that surpasses the boundaries we're currently in. I, I like the idea that they're, they, 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 they want to do more stuff because we've complained th through Heaven's Ward and through Shadowbringers that it, the, you know, kind of, kind of stale, the, it sounds like they want to do more stuff. So mm -hmm. that's cool. And then they talk about being excited for the expansion. So I don't feel like reading the dad of light article. If you're, int if <laughs> you're interested, no, if you're interested, uh, go, go check it out. The Reddit thread is interview with Yoshi P included in Famitsu 18. Oof. All right. We have some reminders. This one you might, you might, you might've forgotten Ruby. You mm -hmm. maybe have forgotten mm -hmm. that Shadowbringers Early Access begins June 28th. Oh, Lord. That's I, soon. I, I know. I have a countdown on my phone. I have a countdown on my phone. It says nine days left, Shadowbringers. And when I wake <laughs> up tomorrow, it'll say eight. My life is so fucked, though. I have to work <laughs> Friday. I, I, I didn't have the opportunity to take Friday off. I, I'm going to take that Monday. God, I got to put that PTO request in. I, I've got, I'm going to take that Monday off, but Friday I'm working like just a normal business day. And Saturday, my new, my new job. Thanks everybody for wishing me well. And I'm in the new job. I have to work from like 10 to 10. <laughs> At 10. Oh, no. It's insane. I'm doing like, community event so i'm out in the public i'm running a table or doing some stuff and it's gonna be fun it'll be a day outside and it'll be it'll be fun but i'm not playing Shadowbringers in my underwear mm -hmm. and it's gonna suck <laughs> uh have you seen all the min maxing your time and you know preload pre your challenge log so that christ you can get the the maximum whatever now I don't Moment. mind if people find that fun, but that so most of the stuff on some of those lists, I, I replied to a tweet, I think this week, and I'm like, I plan on playing the game at my own pace, and yeah. I, I mean, I'll be like the people. Go ahead. Well, I, I understand like the bleeding edge crafters and gatherers might be able to make some money, but I don't know what to do with the gill I have now. Making right. money is not on the top of my list, um, but I. I do plan on playing at my own pace. Now, my pace is different than some people because I've taken a week off. 
Yeah. So, so I'll play. I, I, I will. I will not be spoiling because I know I will probably be ahead of people who had to work. But uh, no, don't don't push yourself. Some people are mm-hmm. like, you know, stock up on healthy snacks and whatever, and I'm like. <laughs> I mean, you should. No. You shouldn't eat cookies and potato chips, even though I do. You, you shouldn't eat all that stuff and, and drink, you know, two liters of Mountain Dew back to back while you're playing. Mm-hmm. You should get – I watched a, a clip yesterday, a video of some guy at a internet cafe that I guess played for 72 hours without getting up. How the fuck do you do oh, that? You sit in oh your own piss? God. I don't understand how that happens. But you but you, you play for 72 hours and then he died. He had a seizure or something and died. So don't do that for sure. Don't no. do that. I don't think no. anybody could do that with Shadowbringers. Uh, you'd probably get you know whatever the Raban EX and just have to you know flip a table and quit anyway. But um, I, I can't even imagine anymore. I'm you know I'm pushing 40. It, it's it's probably not in my best interest physically for me to do that. Nor do I have. I just don't have the the um, composure. That's not even the right word. I, I just I just can't. I just well, it's, physically can't. It's not can't. a race, right? So I I do plan on kind of no lifing it. Oh yeah, but... I'll be up till three playing this stuff. Yeah. But it's not that I'm up till three so I can make sure my raid gets done on time so I can be number one in the world. No, I'm up till three because I just want to be fucking up till three eating cookies and potato chips, <laughs> and then you know I'll go to work the next week and you know um, have. A, a job and a life and all that other good stuff. I don't necessarily have to do that. I'm not dogging people who don't. If, no, if you want to be world first, be you. world first or whatever. I just, I just think it's kind of funny. Like I'm kind of past that point. My, my, my years of being 19 up all night playing video games for some kind of ungodly reason is, it's just kind of over. Well, and I plan on playing when I feel like it. I plan on, you know, making, healthy sandwiches if I can or whatever and I plan on napping when I feel like napping. Uh, my husband does not have it off. Ulf doesn't have it off so I I feel like if he has a day off and he often does during the week or whatever if he has a day off I'll, we'll probably go to the movies. I'll probably go do things in meat space even though you know I might not be min- maximizing my time off, my time off for Shadowbringers but uh, I don't want to actually no life it. You know, there is a balance here. And that and what are you what are you in a hurry for? It's going to be you know, that that it'll be two was it a week or two weeks before the first even normal raid comes out. Mm-hmm. You have time to level up, get through the story. Uh depending on your playtime. I know not everyone has the kind of playtime that I have, but uh just just take it easy, man. Enjoy it. It's not a race. All right. Ruby, I'm going to let you take this next one because I'm not going to be in Texas this week. (laughs) But I will. So a reminder that myself and the guys from work to game will be at Nerdvana tomorrow, Thursday. The date is the 20th of June uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, Nerdvana, I'm going to click this link, which will tell me the address if you're interested. I've gotten a few hits from our GTFFXIV friends, our listeners, that say they want to come out. So that's a good thing. I know um, Brian and Chris have had fans that have reached out, and they'll be coming out. Um, We're telling them 15 people will show up. We're hoping for a lot more than that, so fingers crossed. Uh, But it'll be fun. Uh, Once again, I am not buying your drinks. I am not buying your drinks. By the time you listen to this episode, it's over, and I'll, I'll get to tell you guys all about it. But uh, I'm like, not, I didn't buy your drinks. See? But I didn't buy I your was... drinks. Ha ha. See, uh, 
It is at 5757 Main Street, number 112 in Frisco, Texas. So if you're interested in that, it's the Dallas North Tollway. Uh, it's just right off uh, when you get into Frisco. It's on the right-hand side if you're going north. And uh, it's pretty much right there by Toyota Stadium. So check out Nerdvana. We'll be there from 8 to 10. Bring a Switch. I think I'll bring mine just for the hell of it for Smash Brothers. Um, just in case. They do have video games and stuff on site. But uh, we'll be drinking. We'll close the place down and uh, come out and have a good time. Awesome. I'm jealous. I, I, you should I expect be. I expect a steady stream of tweets. Yes. <laughs> you will you will receive uh, what no developers blog or tracker this week well i mean there probably is but i, I just figured <laughs> i just figured we had a lot of shit to talk about this week we'll save it up for next week uh, yeah. so we'll we'll record next week i imagine because we've got just this little bit of news that's left before Shadowbringers. Um, and then Shadowbringers Early Access launches, do we want to say no July 2nd, just so we give give some time? We'll probably be playing, and we probably wouldn't talk spoilers anyway, or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So launch date, we, we won't record July 2nd, so you won't, you won't see us that first week, except, you know, we'll be tweeting a storm. And then probably either by that weekend or the following week we'll record and we'll have another episode for that second week of uh, July. But expect us next week. Uh, we'll take a week off after that, and then we will be back with our uh, our Shadowbringers preview. I'm excited for that, uh, like a four-hour episode. We'll get to read patch <laughs> notes, the entire thing. We haven't done that, and so we haven't had – a long ass patch notes episode in so long. I'm I'm excited for a five hour episode, Yelta. I'm ready for it. No, it's going to be good. Oh it's, we're we're going to have a good time, and um, yeah, super pumped. All right, we do have happy hour. We do have some uh, listener feedback. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jared Anders and Gelf. They he tweet he tweeted these guys are so much fun to listen to. Give it a few episodes, and you will be in love with Yelta and Ruby. Praying for Kariri's random return. Heart's <laughs> prayers. As do we. Thank you so much. Yeah, always. Uh, Adam Ross tweeted at GTFFXIV that healer in Yelta Sumasu's Todorak run did kill someone because I died laughing listening to that story. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I kind of want to macro my heels to dance emotes now. I also added lick my furry asshole to my list of in-game insults. Thanks, Rubicon Vale, for that. <laughs> you are welcome. Enjoy, and, and enjoy your ban, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't put my name when you say that to somebody so I don't get a GM call. Nah. Awesome. Thank you, Adam. That, that Tono Rex run still still haunts me Does to it? this day. Does it? Oh, my God. It's like a nightmare. Have you added those macros? To your uh, to your hot I, bar I yet? I do not. I no. I heal. I heal people and do DPS. <laughs> I don't dance. Yelta, don't dance. Dance, Plug Yelta, dance, dance. No. And now we dance. Sprockets. <laughs> now we dance. Look at the monkey. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. It's like right. two people are like, yeah, Sprockets, SNL. I remember. I remember Mike Myers. Look at the monkey. <laughs> That's because we're old. <laughs> All right, it's closing time. We didn't think we were going to talk long, but here we are, an hour and 45 minutes later. 
All right, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, www.gtffxiv.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please rate us. Uh, personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.